Welcome to a God Shift podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty, and unlock the door to confidence move into your next chapter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I am so glad you are here for what I know is going to be another enlightening and fabulous conversation. But before we get started, like always, I have a favor to ask you. So I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, wherever you're listening to it, whether it's on your phone, your tablet, your laptop. And when you take that screenshot, post it on your social media. When you do, tag us here at A God Shift. And then I just want to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. I do that not for vanity metrics. Honestly, if it weren't for a network that I'm a part of, I don't even think I would care one way or the other about how many downloads I have. However, I am concerned about people's lives being transformed. And if that builds the kingdom, then that's even better. And so the more times that these episodes are shared, the more people's lives that we can change and the more that we can bring people to Jesus. So thank you in advance for doing that. So I'm going to read my guest's bio and we're going to get into what is going to be a great conversation. She shared with me that this is going to be like her ninth conversation of the day. So I know she's good and warmed up. So here we go. My guest today is an expert in surviving against all odds. She has survived the challenges of major illnesses, devastating personal losses, and financial ruin more than once, yet has refused to become a victim. She is an award-winning author of Battered Hope, a teacher, a prayer coach, and a certified health coach. Her talk show, Never Ever Give Up Hope, is heard by more than 191,000 people in over 140 countries and is number one in Google searches on the subject of hope. In 2018, she received the One Woman Fearless Global Award. I want to welcome to the show, Carol Graham. Uh, Thank you so much. That's exciting to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. So depending on where you all are listening um, to this episode in comparison to other episodes that you may have heard, you know that I am interviewing a lot of my sisters who are part of the um, ASA family. And ASA stands for Advanced Writers and Speakers Association. And I'm so honored to have yet another one of my sisters that is joining me today. So Carol, I'm glad that we get to connect because I don't think we have, I don't think we met at the ASA conference that I was at last year. No, we did not. Awesome. So before we get started with this conversation, I want to give just a little bit of context, because when people hear a God shift, which is the name of my podcast, my ministry, my books, pretty much everything I do, I named it a podcast. I mean, a God shift. I try to keep it simple. But my definition of a God shift is the moment that we ditch disruption or delay, we collide with God's purpose, and then that's when we move into a greater destiny. And I believe that one of the ways that we can actually partner with God along this process is by using what I like to call our kingdom authority, the authority 
that the Bible says that God has given us as believers. And my own personal definition, Carol, of kingdom authority is I believe it's our birthright as a child of God to actually have the ability to help make things happen in our lives by partnering with what it is that scripture says. And so I always start all of my interviews off by asking my guests, like, what is your own personal definition of kingdom authority? The value of authority is based and depended totally upon the force that is behind it. Mm. And when we understand who we are in Christ, there is no more question, no more doubt, no more wondering if we have that authority in us. We have it. The word declares we have it. Our job is to learn to walk in it to expect it, to do it, yeah, part of it. And so kingdom authority to me is understanding the authority that we have that God has given us. You know, and I love that you said a part of it, because I think that that's the whole thing that many believers miss is that we have a role to play in God's wills for our lives. Like he has a part that he's going to do but there's also a part that he expects us to do as well. And I'm amazed sometimes at the number of times that I have guests on here, that when we're talking about the authority that God gives us, they always go back to in their definition of how powerful God is. And I'm like, yes, I think we all get that he's very powerful. I don't believe that we would be believers in following him if we didn't believe that he was powerful. But even many ministry leaders seem to just glaze over the fact that there is that the Bible tells us that there are certain things that we have the authority and the ability to do. So I'm curious, you know, I read in your bio all the things that you have been able to overcome more than one time. And so I can only imagine that at some part during one of those journeys, you probably recognized what are some of the things that I can do in this situation? So I would love to hear if you could share a time that you've actually had to exercise your kingdom authority in order to get to where you are today. Exercise your kingdom authority. I believe that we do it regularly. I can't focus on one. I'm sure something will come to me as I'm chatting with you here. But in general, it is an understanding of who we are in Christ, as I said on the top of the show, and and using that authority, which we have, and we understand that we have in any given situation. And also, as you said, regarding my bio and some of the things that I have gone through, I have had horrendous things happen in my life, everything from losing a child to being gang raped and left for dead, to losing all of our resources as far as our business was stolen from us. My husband was falsely imprisoned and uh, on and on. I had uterine cancer and given two years to live 50 years ago. Um, There's just, there's so much and there's so the story Battered Hope is one that is written as a novel. And so it's a page turner. Some people get mad at me because they end up staying up all night and reading it. But it essentially, in every situation, you realize that you have the authority and recognizing when we have it, we have the ability to use it because it is God in us. 
A good way to describe it that I often describe when people ask me about authority is a, is a child who is in the middle of an intersection and he's directing traffic and very little people, you know, pay any attention to him. In fact, he's probably very annoying and people want to just get him off the road or whatever. However, when a policeman is standing at the same intersection and directing traffic, you abide by his direction. Yeah. You know the authority that is behind him. And the authority that is behind him comes from a higher power than what you see right there at that intersection. Mm -hmm. it from government, it comes from, you know, whatever. So the same thing applies when we get an understanding of who we are in Christ and the authority that we have, it is coming from a higher power. Mm -hmm. When we understand that that nothing Nothing can hurt us, that we have the authority to overcome anything in our lives, including all some of the things that I just mentioned there, or anything else negative that has happened or is trying to, you know, be perpetrated onto us. We have the authority to take a stand against that. And we can rest assured in that, that God is the one like the policemen and the government behind the policemen, God is the one behind us in our God-given authority. Does that answer your question? It, it does. And I'm curious because as I read your bio and I look at, you know, the name of your talk show and some of the different things, I consider you to be like the guru of hope. And so I'm curious because I think that that like that, that's a form of authority to be able to say, you know what, despite all of the traumatic and devastating things that I have been through over and over in my life, I choose to still have hope. And so I'm curious, how did you learn to continue to be hopeful after, after you've been through things? Because I think that that is, that's a lesson in authority in and of itself, because it's a choice. You, you don't just wake up one day and go, yep, I'm going to have hope despite of it. Like it's a choice, just like joy. It's that's absolutely correct. And I'll, I'll share a, a, a little story with you that will help you to understand where I'm coming from as far as that goes. When I was in my 20s and I was diagnosed with cancer and I had been to 17 uh, specialists who basically told me there was no hope. And finally, the 17th one said that he had an answer for me, and that was hysterectomy or death. Well, I said, I don't like those two choices. I'm not going to accept either one. Now, mind you, I'm in my 20s, you know, and this is a specialist and he he definitely has an authority behind him. But I was tired of being sick. I was sick my whole life and I was tired of hearing all the negative reports. And so when he finally said that my two choices were hysterectomy or death, I said, I choose neither. Yes, and he was thrown back into his chair and I could see he was getting angry. And so I stood up from my chair and I, I said, I am going to walk in here pregnant one day. I didn't have a clue. It was the power of God in me that was speaking forth. And so he stood up from his side of the desk. He waved his finger like, like scolding a little kid like that. And he said, then lady, you go home you suffer and you die. Wow. Well, that was the he best thing told me because you don't say no to some people. <laughs> and I wasn't about to accept that. No, I didn't have a clue what I was going to do. None. 
here I, I totally have now divorced myself from, you know, this, the medical side of things. I mean, he said that was my only hope. And I said, no, I'm not going to accept that. So I went home and I didn't know what I was going to do. I was always in a lot of pain and suffering immensely. And I spent a few days on the sofa grieving in pain because I was sad that I didn't know what I was going to do. And yet also knowing that God had an answer. And God spoke a verse to my heart out of Luke that said, blessed is she who believes there shall be a fulfillment of that promised her of the Lord. And it was that boom moment, that aha moment, the unction of the Holy Spirit within me that just blasted forth. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was never going to be healed and I was going to have a baby. Now, that doesn't mean that the next 14 years before I had that baby was going to be easy. Mm-hmm. But I never let go. And as you said earlier, I made the decision. I decided to hold on to that truth, that verse, that hope. It was born into my spirit and it stayed there. I plastered little post, they didn't have post-it notes back then, but little notes all over the house. I even put one on my husband's forehead that had that verse on it. So every time I would sit across from him, <laughs> Or any place in the house or look in the mirror, I saw that scripture verse. It was constantly in my vision. And I would say it out loud and I heard it. And I also heard it in my heart. Yeah. And by doing that, it was a confirmation upon confirmation upon confirmation. At that time, I was also totally crippled with rheumatoid arthritis and was in a wheelchair. Two year, within two years of finding, I turned to nutrition is what I what the Lord pointed me to. And that's a whole other story, which is in the book as well. And after two years, I was completely free of everything. I was healthy and strong, but I wasn't pregnant yet. So I couldn't go back to that doctor. But 14 years later, I did. Mm. And I walked in and said, I want a complete examination. And of course, he still had my records. But that, too, is another story. He got very angry with me for being pregnant. Of course he did, because it, it went against what he said, you know, you know, and because he felt like he's the authority on the matter. Yes. How dare you challenge what it is that his that is his medical opinion that is backed by science. But right. It didn't sound too much to me like he was a believer, because if he served the God that you and I serve, maybe he would have given a little wiggle room for the possibility. Right. That's right. Absolutely. You know, and I, I want to unpack something else that you said that it, it reminded me of something that I say all the time. Just because it's possible does not mean that it has to be my portion. And because you said that he told you, you know, your options are this or death. And you're like, I don't accept either one of those. And even though science may say that's what's possible, you know, if you look at the average of people that have experienced what you've experienced, that may be what the majority of them experience. But just because something is possible doesn't mean that it has to be our portion. And especially for those of us who are believers, when we serve a God, you want to talk about power and authority. When we serve a God that can do anything but fail, and we've seen people be raised from the dead, you mean to tell me that I have to accept cancer? So I would love to hear like, 
when did you develop that mindset? Was that a fire that you've always had in you to just be like, no, 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 no. I don't care that that's possible. I don't have to accept that. At the same time, uh, when the Lord was talking, gave me that scripture verse and was talking to me about that, I began to do, he spoke something else to my heart and I began to do research. And this has become my thrust in ministry. And that is to pray the answer instead of the problem. Mm-hmm. So whenever the problem came up, I prayed the answer. Whenever the situation, you know, reared its ugly head, I prayed the answer. Yeah. So it's a very simple concept of praying the answer instead of the problem. So what is the answer? The answer is scripture. God is bound by his word and he has to abide by his word. And so when we grasp that understanding, it removes the doubt and the apprehension. And so praying the answer instead of the problem brings the results. Yeah, that's good. So Carol, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want us to share some ways that people can find hope in the middle of what it is that they're going through, just like you have, because I'm sure you've got some great tips to share. So we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal God's plan to ditch disruption or delay and get his blessings faster. Head to GodSaysShift.com to access it now. All right, we are back. So audience, you heard me say right before the break that I consider Carol Graham to be the guru of hope. And so Carol, I, like I said, I believe that making the choice to have hope regardless of what we've been through is a form of authority in and of itself. So if there is someone that is listening to this episode and they're actually struggling to try to figure out how they can find hope in the midst of what they have experienced, what would be some of the tips that you would share with them? Basically, we hear two voices. We hear the voice that is in the world. We hear the voice that the doctor gives us the diagnosis. We hear the voice that's in our mind that is negative. We hear the news. We hear, you know, a a bad report from a doctor. We hear a bad report about what somebody is going through. This is all in the natural realm. Mm -hmm. The other voice, the voice that we need to tune into, the voice that will never, ever lead us astray is the voice of our spirit. And understanding how we get, how we learn, first of all, to hear God's voice. Well, that's a whole other, we could do a a week, a week of teaching on that, (laughs) I am sure. But learning how to hear God's voice, which comes solely in our spirit. 100%. And it is always confirmed by his word. It will never be something that, you know, you hear something, well, God told me this and God told me that. And we know, even hearing somebody say it, that that is not what God's word said. That's not confirmation. Your right. confirmation for what you are hearing in your spirit is always confirmed in the word. And that is the rhema word, the word of God's voice speaking to your spirit, to your heart in direct communication with you. So tapping in and learning how to hear the voice of God is number one. 
Yeah. Number two is to pray the answer instead of the problem. And that is so basic and so simple. Whatever you are going through, find the scriptures. If you find a dozen or or a hundred or one or whatever, but there will be one or two of those scriptures that you look up regarding your situation that will just come alive. And when they come alive, just like that verse in Luke came alive for me, you know that that's the verse for you. That is the rhema word of God speaking his word into your heart. And so you don't let go of that. The Bible tells us that it's a trial of our faith that is more precious than gold. Mm-hmm. You see, we have the faith, but there is a trial that can come with it because everything that around us, we are bombarded by it. Paul is a perfect example. Well, Paul's the one that wrote that. You know, there's that trial, that time period when we are vacillating between truth and what we're hearing elsewhere. And, and, and it's scary. But when we learn to focus strictly on what the word is telling us via the Holy Spirit and our spirit, it gets stronger. It does not get weaker. And so we speak it out. Hearing the faith comes by hearing. We hear the word, we speak the word. And as we are hearing it, like I put the post notes on my husband's you know face, we're reading it, we're hearing it, we are absorbing it, we are chewing on it, and we don't let go of it. 14 years is a long time to wait for the manifestation of that baby. And 14, you might be going through something right now that you seems like you've waited forever. But what's one day more? We never know when God is going to uh, manifest that miracle that we need. Whether it's one day, 14 years, 10 years, it doesn't matter. We focus on what he has told us in our heart. We confirm it through the scripture and we pray that back to him. That's what praying the answer is. Mm -hmm. Pray the scripture back to him. God, your word says. Yes. Your word says, period. Yeah, those are two great tips. And what I love about the second one of praying the answer is that's something that anyone can do now. You know, being able to discern and hear the voice of God for some people takes practice. It takes more explanation. But being able to pray back what it is that the word says is something that everyone can do right now. I was talking to Leanne Mancini the other day, and we were talking about how important and how powerful it is to remind God of what he said, and not because he needs reminding, but I think he takes pleasure in us being so rooted and grounded and assured by what it is that he says that we believe enough in it to say back to him. It's no different than our children. You know, well, you said that I could have this if I did my homework. You said we would go there if I did what it was that I was supposed to do. And so it kind of shows that we're paying attention. It shows that we trust the process as well. So Carol, tell us a little bit about your book. Battered Hope is 12 chapters, like I said, but it's it's written as a novel, but it's 12 chapters, 12 traumas. And I listed some of those at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. And what, what that does is it virtually anybody you know, can relate because maybe you didn't lose a child, but maybe you you lost everything you owned. Maybe your, your spouse was imprisoned. Maybe you had cancer, any number of things. But each time I came out as a victor and not a victim because I chose to. Yeah. I decided to, I would not allow the enemy to get me down. And I tell you, I mean, that was years ago now. 
But what has come as a result is this message and my healing and everything else that has happened has brought thousands to him as a result. So, sure, I went through a moment, you know, how many years, it was 40 years actually that we went through a lot of these struggles, but it's just a moment. What happens as a result in eternity cannot be measured. Mm-hmm. And so we look at it that way. We look at it through the eyes of what God is saying to us. He knows the beginning from the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. And he wrote our story. Yeah. So, Carol, before we um, start to tell people where they can find you and how they can take things further with you, as we begin to wrap up, do you have any final words that you would like to share with the audience? Never, ever give up hope. Pray the answer, not the problem. That says it in a nutshell. It sure does. Short, sweet, and to the point. I love a concise speaker. (laughs) So, Carol, how can they follow you on social media? First of all, my website is praying, P-R-A-Y-I-N-G, prayingmiracles.com. I have tons of miracle stories on there. And if you like miracle stories, and I think everyone does, uh, you will love that. Also, my YouTube, cha- YouTube channel, which I post twice a week, is Praying for Miracles with Carol. And there, too, are tons of stories and tons of helps and answers. And they're all short videos, you know, between anywhere from 5 to 15 or 20 minutes. That'll really give you something to chew on, to relate to, and um, encourage you. Uh, the rest of social media, basically, it's Carol Graham and Battered Hope. Either of those will take you to any of my, the rest of my sites. Awesome. And I will make sure that the links to everything is in the show notes. And so if someone wants to take things further with you, do you have something that you would like to offer them? Anybody that asks from this podcast or this um, video today, I would be happy to give them a online version of the book Battered Hope. Awesome. And how do they get that? The best way would be to contact me through my website, prayingmiracles.com. There's a contact form there and tell tell me that you listen to the show and we will connect and I will send it. Awesome. Well, Carol, thank you so much for being here today. I know that this episode is going to bless them just like it has blessed me. So I appreciate your time, especially after as many recordings as you have done today. So thank you so much for that. And audience, I want you to again, share, share, share this episode because I don't know anyone who doesn't know anyone who doesn't need more hope in their life. So share this episode and be sure to tune in next Monday for another episode of A God Shift. See everyone later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. I want to thank you for listening to The God Shift Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.